So RE Plus 2023 was the biggest solar industry trade show to date. It was pretty overwhelming to be at 40,000 plus people, more vendors than ever, a trade show floor that was very hard to maneuver around. And today on Power Forward, we're going to try to sum it all up. Joining me today from Baywa RE to discuss what they were hearing from solar installers and what they saw on the trade show floor that was particularly exciting are Daniela Schwartzman, Marketing Relationship Manager, and David Dunlap, VP of Product Strategy. Let's just start with a quick overview. If you could sum up the general sentiments from the solar installers and the vendor partners that you chatted with at uh, RE Plus in Las Vegas this year. Uh, it was just an incredible show. And um, for us at Baywa, um, it was excellent uh, because we could also showcase our uh, presence across the Baywa RE family. So not just the solar systems, but also projects and uh, O&M and power solutions. Um, so all our activities were under the umbrella of partnership. And partnership is extremely important for us. It's it's our main pillar, really, of how we do business with installers and with vendors. And so we offered excellent training sessions for our installers with Tesla and um, Enphase and uh, QCells um, and SMA. Um, but we also focused on the social element, provided networking opportunities. We had um, a great happy hour, and we also hosted a Panasonic happy hour. And lastly, we um, conducted a VIP event which allowed um, really meaningful conversations in a, in a very intimate setting. Um, so the, the feedback was really positive through and through. The theme of um, kind of we're back baby, you know, the, the whole industry was together. There was a lot of excitement about being together, being face-to-face, -face, doing business kind of the way we used to prior to 2020 um, and reminding ourselves of the partnerships, the friendships, the camaraderie, and I, honestly, Chris, that kind of surprised me because this has been such a challenging year, right? Every installer, um, every vendor uh, is worried about the falling prices, the high uh, interest rates, the challenge that we're having the market. And yet the, the sentiment was we can get through this. This is just another, you know, ride on the solar coaster, but we will get through it and we'll get through it together. Was there a particular comment or observation at RE Plus this year that maybe stuck with you? Yeah, there were a couple of surprising observations. And the first one being like, we, we just little, touched a little bit upon the challenging market environment. So if we wanna dive in a little bit deeper, the residential market in particular has become quite challenging. So those growth opportunities that many installers had hoped for, uh, they just haven't been there. So um, reasons for that, of course, interest rate financing has become challenging. So installers are starting to look um, to um, other opportunities, such as small commercial. Um, it's not that this is a new market, that market has been there before. It's just that installers were so busy installing residential projects that they didn't have time um, prior to that to, to really look into other market segments, but now they do have the time. But of course, there are a lot of challenges that need to be figured out. Um, it's more complex. Uh, maybe the, um, the permitting process uh, takes longer. Maybe the sales cycle is longer maybe we don't have the right, uh, or the installer doesn't have the right products available because have maybe has missed uh, the opportunity to do forecasting for those types of projects. Basically the industry, we're as a, as a collective, we're no longer, you know, sort of in our teenage phase, we're in our 20 something phase. 
So I think Danielle is right. By rethinking the way that we're going after some of those addressable markets or there's new opportunities to differentiate in those markets, we can open more doors. Um, I think fundamentally, though, the industry also recognizes that we're still just talking about energy creation and energy management within a building environment. And you can extend that beyond a home or a business uh, building to a community, um, to, a, to a city, you know, a, a state, the larger picture, but it's still fundamentally that closed loop cycle of energy management. And for those that, you know, have been in this business for a long time, we started with a complete closed loop energy management for a home. But the whole grid tie movement and the sort of easy retail rate net metering and high rec benefit kind of pushed us towards all we need to do is install a solar plant and we're done, right? But now we get to think about, well, now that we've created this energy on site, now what do we do with it? And I, I think people are getting that. I, I, I definitely um, participated in a lot more conversations in that vein than I have in the past. And I think we're, we're headed in that direction. Good. That's it. Yeah, that's interesting. And I hope uh, everyone watching this checked out uh, uh, our last conversation, David, where we kind of looked at the post uh, net metering landscape and uh, some ways that installers can uh, think about revolving their business a little bit more around selling energy storage. Um, and so let's dig into the product side a, a little bit. We'll start with the, the the backbone here, solar PV. 2023 has been a bit of a buyer's market with uh, solar modules, but with some tier two modules now being detained by customs uh, under the UFLPA investigation, that could be changing. There were also some notable new releases from tier one brands at RE Plus this year. What are your thoughts on module supply and pricing for the rest of the year and into 2024? So from the installer perspective in, in particular, so low prices seem seem to be the theme, especially in the module area, seem to be the theme of, of RE+. And so installer may think that this is like the market price, but what it really points to is distressed inventory and where the vendors try to desperately um, clear the backlog and move back to a healthy state of new production. Basically this time last year, um, there was a, a massive importation of uh, modules from uh, not only the tier one, but tier two uh, companies because the pricing was high and there we were coming out of a, an extreme constraint period in the supply chain. So we basically, the market was flooded because there weren't a lot of holds or stops on, on the available inventory. It all came in and it just, inundated uh, the market. So what Danielle is talking about there is all of those companies that are sitting on megawatts, multi-megawatts in, in uh, aggregate, the estimate is about 1.5 gigawatts of residential only um, supply that is already imported in the US and just sitting in warehouses waiting to be sold to somebody. So all these companies that thought they were gonna be able to, to sell this product right away at a high price are now dumping it at a loss into the market. The whole time that that's been going on and that the market has slowed, we haven't been consuming that distressed inventory. The manufacturers still are running the lines, product is still being made. And this isn't just a US problem. By some accounts, uh, the the amount of inventory sitting uh, shoreside in Europe is, is something like 80 gigawatts. Um, this is a massive problem globally for that imbalance. And, and so to your point, it does result in what we would think of as a buyer's market. The installer can sort of name their price, but it also means that you can't really dictate the product you're gonna get. And so installers have to make a choice here. If they play that game, it's a risky one. So they can run on, on that edge of um, 
that kind of like business or they can plan the business looking forward for steady sustainable business which may require what david uh, mentioned before looking into either other customer segments or but also into um, broadening their product portfolio and understanding and focusing really on the customer's needs that goes beyond just energy generation that includes storage, but also consumption. Yeah. So I don't think we uh, exactly answered your question, which is um, kind of where is the pricing going? I think unfortunately it's, um, you know, uh, six more months of winter um, in terms of um, prices declining or bottoming out before we can start to see them stabilize and come back up. My second question, you guys already really uh, maybe dove into it, but I'll just see if there is a um, more advice to impart. What should solar solar installers uh, be doing? Are you concerned there's going to be strategic adjustments that need to be made on their part? Uh, you know, after you cautioned against kind of playing that spot market, I guess what, I don't know, what's, what's a better approach to recommend or to for them to be thinking about? My, my comment about um, the sort of installer strategy, Chris, is really for the installers to be honest about how they want to run their business. If you believe that the name brand um, doesn't matter and it's all about price um, and you're not doing your due diligence about the supply chain of that um, vendor, then there is probably a much higher odds that that product is not going to be available for you in the future unless you've aligned to the ones that are actively working to be in compliance with the U.S. trade policy. So figuring out and really knowing and understanding which ones those are, and that's part of our strategy at Paywa RE is to only work with those brands that we know have an assured supply chain. That's, that's part of the due diligence we do. So the vendors represented on our line card, we feel very, very strongly that They've really made the investments. They intend to support the U.S. market long term. And I just can't say that's the same for all the other brands out there that we see uh, in the market today. So, yeah, I think it is about um, how desperately do you think you need that additional profit margin on the module piece of your equipment bomb? compared to the stability and predictability of your install uh, crews. From a, from a business standpoint, the question, do you want to be reactive? and run after what everyone else is running after and maybe beating on price, there will be a bottom. So th there is like, there are really limits. Um, or do you wanna uh, be proactive about your business and start building the business of tomorrow? There's a huge business opportunity and that's certainly how we as, as BayWire, where we provide support to our installers and in, in finding answers to these questions and doing more than just via sales or providing components because we are not an, a transactional company in that sense. We we are supportive partners and, and that's I think what can be seen here. Okay, well let's let's end on home energy storage. You know what what are installers saying about the energy storage side of their business right now? We we see more and more installers embracing that notion and, and certainly interested. Um, you could uh, very nicely see that. Um, those vendors that offer integrated solutions uh, such as Tesla and Franklin and Enphase and Solar Edge, those booths were full. So there's certainly an interest in embracing it. Um, um, but certainly there are um, installers that may say at this point, eh, that's still a little bit too complicated. Um, I still need to figure out. But the important piece here is really that the seed is planted. So you mentioned the, the booths that were full. I mean, there were just, first of all, just so many booths that I feel like every single place I stopped, it was like, here's our, and check out our battery, check out our home energy storage. And it was, 
my head was just spinning with the options that are out there now. Um, you know, there, there's the vertically integrated product offerings from the kind of top tier module and inverter brands that we know in the industry that have tacked on, you know, their full system. Then there's emerging options from these like smart home and off-grid tech providers that are moving into the space that have intriguing like visions as well that are slightly different and kind of coming at it from a different angle. Uh, I don't know. So it, similar to our module discussion, you know, how are installers navigating all this? You know, what are they gravitating towards? What should they be gravitating toward? Um, there's, there's probably too many uh, new entrants into the space. Um, and we, we certainly run the risk of, of overwhelming the market with too many choices. Installers do have some homework to do, but I think encouragingly um, at our VIP event, I talked to three different installers who are actively positioning their business as a more complete electrification contractor kind of a business. They're asking all the right questions about what do I need to do first, second, and third? What are the solutions that are gonna get me there quicker, right? How am I gonna be successful soon? Like that was, that was exciting. Um, and, and I think um, to kind of directly answer your question about what products or off opportunities are exciting out there, I'm starting to see emerging from a couple of players, kind of a one size does fit all solution where um, the hybrid inverter in the system is capable of going from a small 3,800 watt system uh, on a 20 amp breaker all the way up to a 10, 12, maybe even 15 kilowatt array system and is powering the, the same battery regardless of size all the way up to 15 kilowatt output. That covers the whole spectrum. And this, this is a distributor's dream, right? If I can buy one SKU and sell it to anybody for any system size, oh my God. And think about an installer who only has to think about a bill of materials that's that simple right? Um, it's, it's pretty easy to, um, to plan your equipment needs. It, it also seemed to me like there were, um, there's more partnerships, it seems like, that are, if you are going the non-vertical route, there is a better um, cobbling together is like um, more feasible now in certain ways, because there's actual like systems that are speaking together, like uh, whether it's closed loop systems of just partnerships. Um, I thought that was exciting as well. Like there are, maybe not as many horrible uh, paths to go down, you know, that there, there used to be. 100% agree. Um, and, and that's happening in, in both the direct visible partnerships, but also kind of the white labeling. We're going to take your technology already proven, but we're going to commit to a certain amount of it and embed it in our system, put our name on the box. But we know the firmware matches, right? Everything is, is designed together. Well, very good. Um, as you mentioned, David, we've maybe moved from the teenage years uh, to more mature twenties, uh, you know the twenties are great. Everyone's favorite time of life, but you can uh, really screw up in your twenties as well, you know. So everyone, everyone just there were still like, some pretty rowdy parties. Uh, yeah, I uh, you know, I'm not saying I, I can speak from experience time. or anything, but just as to Daniela's point, you know, still just be strategic. Once we get in our thirties and forties, maybe we can look back and realize what we were doing at this point in time, but. Anyway, uh, I will end on that point. Uh, Daniela and uh, David, thanks for taking the time on another Power Forward. Pleasure Thank you so much.